Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Hi, everybody. Sorry about that. I had to mute on. Welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille and Happy Friday. Today, our topic is writing while living on a sailboat with Paul Trammell. Paul Trammell quit drinking in 2015, quit smoking marijuana in 2016, and changed his life completely. His book, Alcohol is Not Anonymous, A Modern Way to Quit Drinking, describes the method he created for himself to get sober. He used the money he saved from not drinking to buy a one-week sailing class, and soon after bought a 30-foot sailboat, which he sailed alone a thousand miles from the west coast of Florida to the east coast. This became the subject of his second book, Becoming a Sailor. He now lives in a nomadic life, sailing and writing, and chasing his dreams wherever they lead. He has published eight books. The most recent is On a Belt of Foaming Seas, a selling nonfiction. The Joy of Living Clean and Sober, a more in-depth look into addiction and sobriety. Okay, you can contact Paul at Paul Tremell's Belt. T as in Tom, R as in Rick, A, Apple, M as in Mary, M as in Mary, E as in Edward, LL.com. Okay, that's the easiest way to find him on his, on his, at his website. And all of his books are, avail, are available through Amazon. And um, he said, I can also be found on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, so let me go ahead and... Let Paul on in here into the studio so that we can have a great interview, right? Hello, Paul. Hello, Camille. Hi, Paul. Welcome. Welcome. Finally. Thanks, thanks <laughs> Such a pleasure yeah, to have you on. on. Yes, thank you for being here. Thank you, thank you. Okay, let's see here. Uh, our first question is, where do ideas for stories come from oh that's a great question um so i just <laughs> finished a novel called until they bury me it's a psychological thriller and uh it uh releases august 1st and the story for that idea came about when i when my father pointed out a truck in his parking garage in his building that had been there forever it was covered in dust and it was double parked in a parking building you know in a city which I thought was really odd. You know, how do you how do you not get towed? You're double parked in a parking garage. The truck's covered in dust. So I thought to myself, well, I bet I could make up a story about that truck. Obviously, the person who owns it is above the law since they haven't towed it. And during the ride, I was I was visiting my family, and during that ride in the car with my dad, this whole story just unfolded in my head. And then it started 
it started to um, overlap with with uh, some, some experiences of mine, relationships, and all of a sudden I had the outline for for this book in my head, and um, it happened real fast. Anyway, I, I took the time to write it down, the outline, and develop the outline, and then I just started writing, and that's how that book came about. Excellent. How do you nurture creativity? Oh, that's also a great question. Um, so, so to nurture creativity, to me, um, I have to make sure I have plenty of quiet, undistracted time in my day. So that means that means physically limiting myself to um, things that are distractions. I don't have a television. I mean, I have not had a television since since I was in college, and it's been since 1991 that I've lived television free. So that's a that's a big one. Because um, when you're because when you have that much input into your head, you can't you're not being your mind isn't doing anything. It's occupied by what what it sees and hears. So, and also now I have to limit myself on social media on my phone. Um, I got to make sure I don't waste time doing that. Uh, I think it's so quiet time. Uh, I live on a sailboat. I sit up on the bow every morning and do yoga and meditate. And I, I live in a, a peaceful, beautiful surroundings. And uh, that all that all helps quite a bit. And then you have to make yourself do it. You have to get up and go to work. Um, to be creative professionally, you can't sit around waiting for inspiration. You have to you have to show up for work. You have to just get up and do it. And mm-hmm. once you know, once your mind is used to being creative, you, you sit down and get to work, and the, the creativity starts happening. But but you have to you have to pull it out of yourself. You can't just sit around and wait for it. Okay, excellent. And then how do you find motivation to write? Oh, all I have to do is, is think about what happens if this experiment fails. <laughs> I have to go back to land <laughs> at a regular job. That that's that's a lot of motivation right there. I'm basically doing a taking a big risk living out here on a boat, um just writing for professionally. Uh it has to, it has to work. So so someone once said, if you're going to be an artist, you have to live without a plan B, without a backup. Everything has to be relying on your success as an artist. Otherwise, you won't have the motivation to succeed. It's very difficult. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you know. I think you're an, you're an artist, right? Um, I am. I'm sure you yes. know. It's very difficult. There's a lot of competition. It's very difficult to sell art, whether it's paintings or music or books. Uh, you have to give it your all. You have to. Everything has to depend on your success. So that's how I find motivation. I think about what's going to happen if 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 uh, I don't sell enough books and I have to go back to, to Florida and get a truck and a, a bunch of tools and go back to work as a carpenter. I don't want to. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so that's. That's my motivation to write right there. Excellent. Uh, why do you love writing? I love I love creating. First off, um, I've been a painter. I've been a musician. Uh, so first off, I love art and I love to create, and that's all I want to do. But writing, you can you you can create entire worlds. You can, you can make anything happen. And you also get right into the mind of the reader. You get right directly in their mind, and you're making something happen. So it's all fun and games when you're writing fiction. But when you, when you write something like Alcoholics Not Anonymous or The Joy of Living Clean and Sober, 
you're getting into the minds of people that need help and you're helping them. And nothing in this whole world feels better than getting feedback from one of those books when somebody says it changed their life, it helped them to get sober, helped them to stay sober. It changed, it don't, not only does it change their lives, it changes the lives of their families, their children, their spouses, their parents, their friends. It's, it's just an amazing feeling. In fact, just now I'm, I'm feeling this, this wonderful sensation just talking about it. Uh, it's, it's the best thing. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing ever. Yes, yes. And why do you live on a sailboat and sail alone? Well, sailing has always been a dream since I was a kid. My, my father took me sailing when I was younger, and I remember the first time I came up out of the cabin and looked around, and I couldn't see land. It was just 360 degrees of water, and that stuck with me. And later in life, when I quit drinking, I was seeking adventure as a substitute, and I was canoeing through a swamp, the Okefenokee Swamp in Georgia, which is a wonderful place. And I was looking around, and I was thinking to myself, this is so wonderful. What, what, what does this, this reminds me of something. What is it? What does this remind me of? Oh, it reminds me of that time I was sailing time offshore and I couldn't see land and how wonderful it was to be moving on a boat in a matic. and it just sparked in my head I, I, it's time it's time to chase that dream I don't drink anymore I can now sail mm-hmm. offshore like you can't you can't go on long trips on a sailboat offshore by yourself if you are an alcoholic if you're drinking you have to you have to not be drunk it's just not even possible um, so I knew it since I had finally quit that I could, that, that dream was a real, could, could be a reality. It was a possibility once again. Uh, so I took some classes. I went on some sailing trips, and I, and I just fell in love with it and started sailing and started traveling and going wherever I went. I sold my house, quit my job, sold my truck. Um, that's why I sail. Why, why do I sail by myself? Simply because I'm single. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if I wasn't single, I'd have a woman here with me. Got it. How does one begin to step outside of society's entrapments and design their own life? Oh, wow. Yeah, how do you design your own life? Um, the, the first step is to turn off the television or whatever it is that distracts you and keeps you from thinking in quiet times and, and, to, and to just find some peace, some peace and quiet come to terms with yourself and think about what it is that makes you happy and why that makes you happy and what are other things that make you happy. And then you start to see similarities and you can, and you can break it down into more, more and more basic, basic necessities of life that you, that you need and that you want and maybe that you don't have. And, and then you can start to figure out how you're going to get it. Uh, to me, it was the big one was nature. I felt so cut off from nature living just a typical life in a house on land with a truck and a job. and I just too cut off from nature. Um, so sailing puts me right back out in it. But, the, but basically you have to spend time. You can't, and you can't just do this once and come up with a design. You have to make it part of your life. To sit down in a quiet place and think about what you want to get out of life. Um, and, and it also helps to make lists. Uh, about what you want to succeed at. Like maybe each year, write a list and post it somewhere in your house where you're going to see it every day on your refrigerator or at your desk. Here, here are the priorities. Here are the things I want to accomplish this year. And if it's a big goal, like 
like selling your house and quitting your job and moving on to a sailboat, then you're going to have to take baby steps. You can't do all that in one step. You have to take small steps. Like for me, it was, I've got a big house and I've got 20, 30 years worth of stuff in it. I got to get rid of all that stuff. So that, that took me a whole year. You got to get rid of all your stuff. You got to figure out how you're going to make your living while you're out there in your new life. Um, you know, to me, that meant becoming a writer, becoming an author and actually selling books. You know, that's, that means that that's, that's a lot of separate goals. Like that means writing your first book and marketing it and making a cover and selling it and writing your second book and your third and, and you just keep, keep getting up and doing it again and again and again. But yeah, baby steps, you know, prioritizing, planning, uh, writing out what steps you need to take and then taking the, the bet, the steps and they're going to be baby steps. You're going to be little, little small achievable goals that slowly lead you in the direction that you want so you can end up with, with a perfect life or a life that is closer to perfect than what you have now. Thank you so much. And how does one start writing a book? Well, I've written different genres. So like I said, my first one, I, I already had the raw material for it in the form of Facebook Messenger messages, text messages, back and forth with people who are asking you for advice. So that was the raw material. I just started compiling that um, and then working on it, uh, you know, putting it on Word in a Word document and then making it into paragraphs and making the paragraphs into chapters and then proofreading it over and over again. Well, once you have a rough draft, you know, you need to proofread it and edit it 10 times, a dozen times, over and over again, give it to other people to let them read, get feedback on it, take your time, work, work diligently. Um, for my sailing nonfiction books, the, the raw material for those were my logs. You know, a log is, is basically like a daily journal. Um, you know, sailing, technically a sailing log is maybe your, your position, the wind speed, the weather conditions, your direction of travel, the uh, sail plan, that sort of thing. So in addition to that, I, I journaled every day during my sailing adventures, and you know, I've written four or five of them, books, books about sailing adventures. Uh, so you journal. That's basically to get your raw material. And then you take your journal and you, and you write it into a Word document, and then you organize it into chapters, and you go back over it. And, and over the course of a year of, of daily work, you read, you read what you've written, you, you make it better, you cut out what's not necessary. Um, and then if you're writing a fiction, you know, it's, it's going to start with an idea. Um, it might start with some people like to write out, uh, you know, plot the whole book out first. Other people like to just sit down and write one good sentence and then a second good sentence and a third. <laughs> um, there's two different methods there. Uh, but it starts, you know, my, my method starts with an idea. I've got an idea. Here's, this, here's a truck in a, in a parking garage. It's covered in dust and it's double parked. It's obviously been there for a long time. Why is it there? Uh, it could be a CIA vehicle. Um, you know, it could be this, there could be a safe house. One of the apartments in this building might be a CIA safe house, and this is the truck they're going to use. And, you know, okay, so when you see a person on the street, oh, that might be the CIA spy right there. You know, that, that woman in the yoga clothes, like she might, she might be a CIA spy. So you get, you get an idea and you run with it. And mm -hmm. you either, either just start writing or you write a plot. And, um, and if that's too much, 
you write a short story. You start off if you don't if you haven't written short stories yet, you should probably start by writing short stories. And if you don't even know, if you don't even know if you if you don't know how to do that, uh, or or even if you do, uh, you should also be reading books about how to write. There's a lot of books about how to write. Um, Ten books deep into this my, my writing career, and, and every I'm always reading a book about how to write better, about how to write. You know, I'm reading a book right now about about writing short stories. Um, it's called uh, something like um, Swimming in a Pond During the Rain, and it's uh, the author is analyzing short stories. You read a short story, and then the author analyzes them. So, so reading books about writing is crucial if you want to be a writer. And sitting down and writing every day, whether it's a journal, a poem, a short story, a novel, sitting down and going, you know, going to work daily is part of the deal too. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers that question. Yes, it did. That was perfect. And then why and how did you get sober? Oh, okay. So I've been struggling with drinking all my life and smoking weed, too. I enjoy, you know, it was just like part of my life for a long time, um, many, many, many years. And I knew I drank too much and smoked too much. I knew it was unhealthy. You know, I mean, I think anybody who has an addiction knows that they have an addiction and, and that could be a lot more healthy if they quit, but they don't want to quit because they're addicted. So eventually, you know, first I had it in my head. Step one, recognize the problem. So for, for a couple of years, I had recognized I had a problem and I needed to quit. I just couldn't find the, the will to do it. Well, one day at a party, I saw a friend of mine, and he did not have a beer in his hand. And I remember he was he looked clean, well-dressed. He had a smile on his face. He looked healthy and happy. And he had no beer in his hand. So I said, hi, Jim, would you like a beer? And he said, no, thanks. I quit drinking. And I said, oh, wow. So why? You know, tell, tell me, Jim, how, why did you quit drinking and how did you quit drinking? Because I'm curious and I want to know. And he said, well, my brother died. Uh, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. What happened? He, well, his, his brother died from drinking too much, and not just from one night of drinking too much. He died a long, slow death of internal organ failure from heavy drinking. The guy was younger than me. I was 44 at the time, and the guy who had, that died was 40 or 42, younger than me, already dead. And it just hit me right then and there, like, that's where you're headed, Paul. That's exactly where you're headed. You're, you're, you're overweight right now. You're, you're hungover, horribly hungover every day. Uh, your credit card debt is, is, you know, is, is just growing. Your life is not uh, where it should be. You're not living up to your, your um, possibility. So that was it. That, that was a spark. And then the next day I was terribly hungover. I stayed home. I uh, skipped work. I watched Netflix. I ordered a Domino's pizza. I felt like such a loser. And I said to myself, that's it. I'm done. I had two more beers in the fridge from the night before, so I went ahead and drank them. <laughs> and then I said, that's it. This is my last beer ever. It was a Bex. Mm-hmm. And I set it down on the table, and my friend John was walking by, and I said, John, see this? This is the last beer I'm ever going to drink. And I set it down, and that was it. And I called a... Um, I don't. I never went to AA. You know, I think it, Alcoholics Anonymous is a great program, but it, it only it's only helpful to a certain percentage of people. Um, a large percentage mm-hmm. of us drink. We're never going to go to a meeting. We just don't. It's just not something we're ever going to do. Um, 
so I developed my own method, and uh, and I wrote the book about it, Alcoholics Not Anonymous. It's a very short book. It's, it's just like, here's what I did. Do this, do this, don't do this, don't do that. Follow these steps, these rules. Uh, call, me, call me if you need help. <laughs> so, you know, one thing I did was I set up a, a meeting with a therapist. Uh, I called a therapist and said, I, 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 um, I want to meet with you. And uh, I'm trying to get sober. And, and that kind of made it real. Like, once you do that, like, okay, it's real now. It's on. I pulled somebody else. Yeah. I'm spending money now. And then I called my brother and I said, hey, Sam, I quit drinking. And I, I would like for you to check on me once a day and just ask me if I'm still sober. Just send me a text and say, are you still sober? And that way I'll know that somebody else cares and that I'll have to answer to at least one other person if I start drinking again. So that, now I'm accountable with my brother, my big brother. Uh, and then there's lots of other steps, like like finding substitutes for alcohol uh, and, and for the fun that you had when you were and for the excitement and for all the things that it did for you. You've got to do that some other way now. Um, Yes, and that's all in the book if, if people are interested. Um, and and frankly, that that book I, is for sale on Amazon for like three bucks. But if anybody wants it uh, and they can't afford it, all they got to do is email me, and I'll send them a free PDF of Alcoholics Not Anonymous because uh, I wrote that book not to make money off of, but actually to help people. Great, absolutely and, uh, great. Yeah, congratulations. Email address with it. So literally, anybody that wants it can email me and um, just ask for it. I'll send you a PDF. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. And for our last question, what advice do you have yeah. for those who want to get sober, or write their first book, or cast away from living on land? <laughs> um. <laughs> Can you can you repeat the beginning of that? I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's what advice? One, yes. Yes. Okay. What advice do you have for those who want to get sober, or write their first book, or cast away from living on land? Ah. Okay. Okay. Um, advice for people to get sober is is do it. Set a date. You're going to start tomorrow. You're going to start next week, whatever. Set a date and do it and ask for help and read books about it and, and make yourself accountable to somebody else and do it. And just do it second by second, moment by moment. And when you feel like you need to drink or a craving strikes, just tell yourself, I am not going to drink right now. And then 10 seconds later, say that same phrase, I'm not going to drink right now. And if you have to say it every 10 seconds or every five seconds or every 30 seconds, that's great. You're not drinking. You're winning the battle. And eventually the craving will go away. Um, for those who want to write their first book, start writing. Get out a pen and a paper right now and write something. Try to write one good sentence and then follow it up with a second good sentence. And let, the, let the ball roll as it will. And for those who want to cast away and, and sell their house, uh, baby steps. Figure out what step number one is and do step number one. And once that's complete, figure out what step number two is and start working towards step number two. And uh, before you know it, you'll be in the Bahamas with Starlink, you know, living, <laughs> living your dream and running your business from, from a computer on your boat. 
Yes, yes, that's wonderful, wonderful. So I have one more question. Like, what is your favorite coffee and or hot beverage? My favorite coffee is black coffee from my French press on the deck of my boat. And my favorite brand is is Cafe 1820, which is uh, (laughs) available here in Panama. Yeah, it's a Panamanian brand. Um, Yes, yes. Thank you. So this is Paul Tremella, author, sailor, and recovering alcoholic. Thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure to meet you and also to listen to your expertise and wisdom. We appreciate you so for being here. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for having me on, Camille. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your listeners. You're welcome. Bye for now. Bye. So there we are, everyone. That was the magnificent Paul Tremail. I hope I'm saying his name right. Um, just, I mean, his life is fascinating. I just find that so fascinating. I mean, he made this big life changes, positive life choices, and now he's out on the sea writing and being his best person. I mean, what more can you ask for in this lifetime, right? So at any rate, I want to thank you, Paul. You're a magnificent guest. Thank you, listeners. Thank you so very much for listening to Coffee Chat with Camille. You can find this episode or any of the episodes on any of... Okay, actually, wherever they play music is where you're going to find me. Okay? No worries. And then also, if you can't, like, remember or find my social media... Uh, handles and all that great stuff, then just go to coffeechatwithcamille.com. And that's my website. And on there, you can sign up for a newsletter. But also, you can oh, also, I have a sponsor on there called Buy Me a Coffee. And you can just donate a little bit of money. And um, I really appreciate if you buy me a coffee because I want to keep my show going. And um, just just keep bringing magnificently wonderful guests to you, like the one we had today. Okay, but just go to coffeechatwithcamille.com, all right? And then any episodes and all episodes are there. Soon I'll have videos, so I'm still working on that. It's almost like six months later, but, you know, I'm, I'm my own boss, <laughs> so to speak, so... It, it's a process to everything. Um, but if you uh, are, are um, listening, if you had the opportunity to listen to this episode, you'll learn some really practical ways of living your life in sobriety. Okay? Just how do you begin sobriety, right? And then also um, find something to do positive, it sounds like, right? I think writing books on a on a boat is is on a on a boat a boat is uh, a sailboat. Excuse me, I just said a boat on a sailboat is magnificent. So just living the nomadic life, um, it's really cool, and I think um, it's really great not to be too strapped into the stresses of normal society because it does bring a lot of stress for many of us. So um, just packing up your stuff and. And heading on to the top of the sea there, uh, I just think that's glorious. But 
Again, you can find this episode is called Writing While Living on a Sailboat with Paul Trammell. I'm going to um, give you his uh, email. is Paul Trammell. Paul, P-A-U-L-T-R-A-M-M-E-L-L.com. Okay, thank you guys for listening. Bye for now. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 